handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger, Derek Larger with you here. As you can tell, I'm pretty giddy right now. I think Derek <laughs> is as well. The Colts solved their left tackle issue, at least for this year. They signed Eric Fisher to a one-year deal worth $9.4 million. Derek, we haven't heard your thoughts on Eric Fisher yet. So before we get into the, the meat of this video, give me your immediate reaction, your immediate thoughts to the Colts signing Eric Fisher. I mean, it's about damn time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they finally did something with that left tackle spot. And, you know, I'm excited for it. This is a guy that I think, you know, this guy stays healthy. This could solve our problem for many years that we won't have to worry about it. Overall, very ecstatic. I'm really happy that we got the left tackle that we feel comfortable with signing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. The offensive line is going to be complete once again. Oh, man, I tell you what, I mean, Colts fans should collectively be breathing a sigh of relief, right? The blood pressure should be going down for the left tackle position now. I mean, obviously the Achilles injury we talked about, uh, it's a concern, but the Colts feel like they could potentially get Fisher back at the end of September, which would mean he'd only miss three or four games, you know, which I think is huge for what the yeah. Colts want to do at tackle, especially adding that 17th game. So you mentioned it a little bit, Derek, about the Colts' future at left tackle, right? The Colts obviously just signed him to a one-year deal, but he's only 30 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the topic of this video, this is what we're going to talk about today, is how Eric Fisher could potentially, and we say potentially because you don't know off of injuries, how he could potentially solve the Colts' left tackle issue for the next few years. I mean, let's dive into it, Derek. Eric Fisher, before the injury, was one of the best tackles in the league, one of the best left tackles in the league, former first overall pick in 2013. He's just a tr tremendous player. He really is. And to get that guy for that cheap of a deal, I mean, I think the talent, first off, can't be understated here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the talent certainly is there. I mean, we were seeing uh, – I was looking at the stats earlier. I don't remember what Colt's Twitter page – responded to it but it's kind of showing you know some of the penalties and the sacks allowed things like that throughout his career because you know this guy's been in the league now for over seven seasons yep. I mean this guy certainly has gotten better and better as the time has gone along you know really is a case of you know the more years this guy's had in the system the better that he got you know last season only had three penalties only allowed three sacks leading up to the Super Bowl game, which he obviously didn't get to play in. Overall, I mean, Gray was an 80 overall for PFF, which, you know, is really good for a left tackle. Overall, I mean, talent-wise, I mean, that's kind of why I think that there's a lot of people that are saying you were one of those people that especially said it. Like, when you're looking at the comparison between him and Charles Leno, who a lot of other Colts fans were saying the Colts probably should have went with, you know, the Colts felt the talent of an Eric Fisher was much more useful and not as worrisome when it comes to the injury. You know, I know a lot of people are saying that with the injuries, which we'll talk about here in a second, but you know, that's why ultimately the Colts were willing to take a risk here. Cause 
you know, Balor knows him specifically. And, you know, it makes sense that, you know, you would have a guy that, you know, was drafted number one overall for a reason back in 2013. Yeah, you mentioned it, the PFF grade. I know a lot of people are kind of hesitant on those grades, and I get it. Some of them are kind of crapshoots. But, I mean, if you look at it from that way, he's he's better than Charles Leno. He's better than Costanza was last year. So I think this could potentially even be looked at as an upgrade at left tackle. I mean, especially considering kind of the, I'll say, turnstile last year at left tackle. I mean, how many guys did you have starting with Costanza getting injured um, a couple times there? So, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the talent is unquestionable. I think he provides exactly what you need at left tackle. And the second thing is age, right? He's not that old. He's one of the younger guys here that was still available, right? He's only yeah. 30 years old. I think he just turned 30 years old. So yeah. uh, if I'm if I'm correct there. So he's still got some good years of valuable football left. He's still a player that's in his prime, right? He's still a player that's we think could continue to take more steps, right? Continue to grow. Like, it's not like he's at his full ceiling yet, I feel like. I mean, we, he's pretty close, I feel like, because he's one of the best tackles in the league. But, I mean, this is a guy that that still has a lot of quality years left. I mean, you talked about it. We've talked about it before, Derek. Some of these tackles have played in their late 30s at certain yeah. points, right? I mean, you threw, threw out a guy like Russell Okung, who's, what, 33, 34? So you think if Eric Fisher just turned 30, he has at least three or four more years, maybe even more, to potentially continue to be a Pro Bowl caliber type of left tackle. So what are your thoughts just on the age for Eric Fisher? Yeah, and you were right. He just turned 30, turned 30 back in early January. January 5th is his birthday. So you're right. I mean, he's going to be 30 for the majority of this season. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're starting to find the cycle of a player. We're starting to add years on to it now because we're saying like players take better care of their bodies now a lot of players will last a lot longer you know we're seeing some of these linemen i mean obviously eric fisher is not the same as trent williams but trent williams is damn near 33 years old okay right. and he just got a six-year deal okay so and, and trent williams at 33 years old san francisco was comfortable enough to say for six years, we're going to give you a contract because we feel that you're worth that. I mean, Eric Fisher, as long as he doesn't deal with any more injuries, I mean, offensive linemen, they go into their mid-30s, sometimes even late 30s. Andrew Whitworth, 39 years old, still playing. So, you know, there's guys that do tend to have that happen. I mean, as long as he wants to continue to keep playing and as long as the injuries don't continue to happen, then this guy can go for four or five years. and. I mean, the Colts won't have to worry about it for another four or five years. And that's that's great, especially when, you know, a lot of these guys are in contract years on your offensive line right now. You know, Braden Smith's going to get one here soon. Uh, you know, Quentin Nelson's going to get one next year. And then you have to think about what you're going to do with Lewinsky, right? Mm -hmm. But then if you get Eric Fisher, you got him for cheap this year. You can go uh, next year and know that he's going to want to play a little bit longer and still get him for pr relatively cheap. I mean, overall, I mean, yeah, this is a guy that can play for multiple years and really help this offensive line. Yeah. I mean, I think this, you mentioned it helps your offensive line for the next few years. And also in, in, in saying that, like you're, you're not going to have a first or second round pick next year, depending on how Wentz pans out. Right. So yeah. you got to still address some other positions, right? We, we have some question marks even now at corner, right? You don't really have an immediate guy outside of Kenny Moore that you firmly believe 
may, you know, right now that is proven that they're, they're going to be a mainstay in that defensive backs room, at least at the corner position, maybe quarterback if Wentz doesn't pan out. Or there's a lot of other positions, I think, as well um, that other people would say are, are needs, wide receiver being one of those. And there's a few others as well. So I think what this allows you to do, Derek, if you can re-sign him next year for a multi-year contract, if you if he really recovers well and he plays well this season, yeah, he's going to cost a little bit more than $9 million per year. But, I mean, if you can get one of the best tackles, stay in your building, right? I mean, this can help you continue to address those positions that you really need. I mean, that's why this year the Colts felt confident they could take two pass rushers in the first and second round, right? Because yeah. they knew that a guy like Eric Fisher would still be available. And I think that's what it helps you do is address other positions. And you don't have to worry about one of the most important positions in football with your left tackle if Eric Fisher gets back from that Achilles injury. So I overall, man, I you know, I'm a huge fan of this move. Because, you know, it locks you in for at least this year. But also, if he doesn't recover from this Achilles injury, I think you also could could move on from him, right? You're only locked in one year. Yeah. So I think this is a win-win for the Colts, win-win for Eric Fisher. If he does, you know, end up coming back and, and getting back to form, then he gets a multi-year deal, maybe with the Colts, maybe with another team. We'll see exactly how that pans out. But for the immediate future, Carson Wentz's blind side, it's looking pretty good this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to have to see just how many games specifically Fisher is going to end up missing. You know, I mean, it, it gives me pretty, it seems like, you know, we should be understanding that the Colts would not have made this move if they didn't feel comfortable with where Eric Fisher is personally from a rehab standpoint. Right. I mean, I don't, there were so many other options that the Colts could have done that would have been so much more efficient than Eric Fisher. But had they felt that the, it, they were comfortable with what was being said about his injury and how they didn't think there was going to be any long-term problems and all of that stuff, then, I mean, ultimately that's where they thought was best at. And I mean, you know, might miss three, four games. You know, we have Sam Tevy uh, to help out with that. And I'm sure that we'll have a couple tight ends to help out with the blind side blocking for sure, for at least the beginning part. But yeah, I mean, when Eric Fisher gets to come on to the left tackle spot and that offensive line starts getting going, whoo, man, that that's a top three offensive line, no question. Oh, easily. I mean, Eric Fisher, one of the best tackles in the league. Quentin Nelson, best offensive lineman in the league. Ryan Kelly, top three center. Mark Galinsky, above average guard. Braden Smith, I would argue, easily top five tackle in this league. Yeah. So all these guys have accolades right besides really mark Lewinsky, i think Braden smith really should have gotten a pro bowl right even though he has yeah. it's kind of a crime that he doesn't have a pro bowl at this point he should have gotten an all pro selection all pro even yeah he, he should have got something last year yeah but in our minds he's a pro bowl all pro player right yeah. so the colts have all those guys and their biggest weakness is an above average guard. I will take that every single day of the week. And if Mark Glowinski, for whatever reason, goes back to 2019 form, the Colts have a guy in Chris Reed that could step in and be a very good offensive lineman as well. So yeah. from just a starter standpoint and from a depth standpoint, this offensive line, Derek, is the best I think the Colts have had in a long, long time. Oh, I think this – this might be the best offensive line we've ever seen, period. I mean, it could go down as that if Eric Fisher comes back to true form and this offensive line stays together, th this might go down as the best offensive line Indianapolis ever had. I'm sure there will be some Indianapolis geeks out there that will tell me otherwise, but, <laughs> I mean, as long as I've been alive, I don't think that 
there's been an offensive line for the Colts with this much potential to be so great. What's the uh, least amount of sacks ever allowed in a season? <laughs> That's my question. I, I don't know. I don't know. The Colts The Colts went pretty low in 2019 when uh, – 2018, 2018 yeah. with, uh, mm -hmm. with Andrew Luck when they only gave up 18. So, you know, I mean, it, it, that, that was pretty dang low. So yep. I don't, don't know how much lower it gets than that, but <laughs> uh, it was pretty dang low. Yeah, and um, also – my goodness, Jonathan Taylor's got to be foaming at the mouth, man. Him and Marlon Mack and Naheem oh, Hines. I mean, literally Marcus Brady must just be like, this must be a dream. Like, this is insane. I don't know how I have all these guys. <laughs> to go from, yeah, to go from Anthony Costanzo, a very good left tackle for many, many years, to now go to Eric Fisher, who, when healthy, is a really good left tackle. I mean, to just go from Anthony Costanzo to the closest thing to Anthony Costanzo that you could get, that's that that has to be a good feel. Absolutely. Well, what do you guys think? Do you agree with our take on on Eric Fisher potentially being the Colts starter, not just this season, but maybe down the line? Let us know in the comments below. But for Derek and myself, that'll do it for this one, guys. Pumped about this move. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. Getting closer to 7K. Cannot believe we are almost there. Thank all you, right. everybody who tunes in. If you have, if you're still watching this video, be sure to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts!